Hey, this is Heath Padgett, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast. This is episode 32. Welcome to today's show. The RV Entrepreneur Podcast is a weekly show where I interview nomadic entrepreneurs who are running a remote business while traveling full-time. This podcast is different than most entrepreneur-related podcasts because the people I interview haven't launched multi-million dollar companies or have hundreds of employees, at least not yet. They're just normal people who have started businesses that allow them to travel full-time and live a lifestyle they choose. This podcast is also unlike most travel-related podcasts because we don't really discuss travel tips or destination ideas, although those things come up from time to time. It's more of an intersection between business, travel, and life on the road. It's a podcast for people who aren't just interested in a two-week vacation, but a long-term travel lifestyle. I'm recording a few of the intros on the podcast today from San Marcos, Texas, where Alyssa and I will be spending our fall. We are expecting our first nephew this coming January, and so we want to be around family for the holidays. And yesterday was actually a cool anniversary for us. It was our one-year anniversary in our Winnebago Brave motorhome. We had our little Class C Coachman 1994 for about a year and a half. And then uh, about a year ago, well, exactly a year ago from yesterday, we upgraded to our Winnebago Brave Motorhome, uh, which is crazy. And Alyssa posted some cool stats on Instagram yesterday from the past year of our travels. And I want to share those with you guys. We have done 13,592 miles, uh, 15 states, two countries, 10 national parks, one horrendous U-turn that left Heath and I not speaking and his hand bleeding in the middle of the night in Amarillo. That was not a fun night. 12 slumber party guests, six mechanic shop visits, three encounters with snow, $100 in parking tickets, and 734 times that Heath has hit his head on our slides at least. I think I disagree with that, Alyssa, on how many times I've hit my head on our slides because knowing me, it's probably been more than that. I'm probably going to have permanent brain damage from the amount of time I've hit our head on our slides. I just... I forget they're there every time until I hit my head and it's been rough. <laughs> By the way, you can follow Alyssa on Instagram over at Alyssa Pad. She posts a lot of great stuff on there of our travels. And I, I just want to share that with you guys because I don't talk about our travels a lot. And uh, I just kind of share where we are and what we've been up to. So it's that's a glimpse of what we've been up to for the past year. It's been quite an epic year. And uh, I'm really pumped to have some some downtime, though. We're about two weeks away from uh, launching Campground Booking, which if you don't know or you haven't heard me talk about on the podcast, it's a new startup that I'm launching with two other RVers who are my co-founders. Uh, it's a campground management software. And we have six different campgrounds who are going to be our beta customers as soon as we launch this. So that's pretty amazing. We already have some early traction with customers. And I'm Pete. Honestly, I'm I'm super excited uh, to be launching a company in an industry that I really genuinely love. I love the RV industry. I love the community. I love the people in it. Um, you can hear me. I freaking host a podcast called The RV Entrepreneur. I just, I'm all about it. And to be able to have a, a company and find a need in this space that we can help work on solving, uh, it's just, I've honestly been on cloud nine this whole time, working long days, uh, getting this new software started. So we have a product. Uh, we are allowing campgrounds to be able to accept online reservations, manage their incoming uh, campers. And we really think that this is going to improve the online reservation process for thousands of campgrounds across the country. And it feels really awesome saying that. Uh, so today on the RV Entrepreneur Podcast, I'm interviewing EJ and Ryan, two co-founders of Javism, which is a new kind of coffee that's blended with superfoods and tea. The four co-founders from this business actually were talking with an investor not long ago. And the investor said if they really want to succeed and kill it in this food slash coffee industry space, 
What they need to do is hit the road and go meet their customers face-to-face. So they packed the whole company into an RV and coordinated a cross-country tour in the Northeast visiting Wegman grocery stores where their products were being sold so they could interact and build passionate relationships with their fans and people who were drinking their coffee and introduce it to new customers. And I love this. In 2016, so much of new company strategies are blogging, social media, and inbound leads, which are, are all great and should absolutely all be leveraged to the maximum that you possibly can. But there's still something to be said about going out and meeting your customers face-to-face. I really believe it's incredibly undervalued in our business culture and our startup culture and something I absolutely plan on doing with Campground Booking. No further introduction needed to uh, these guys at Javazin. It's a great episode. We talk about how they successfully executed on their cross-country RV tour, the huge importance of meeting face-to-face with customers as you're just launching your brand, and some of the benefits they've, they've already gotten from this tour. It's It's been crazy, and how it has helped them grow uh, Javazin awareness and people who are drinking their coffee and just establish deeper relationships, real relationships with people uh, who are their customers. So I'm excited for you guys to hear this podcast. Let's get into today's show. I'm here with EJ and Ryan, two co-founders of Javazin, which is a new kind of coffee that's blended with superfoods. EJ and Ryan just got off a 30-day Find Your Zen RV tour in the northeast part of the country where they were visiting Wegman grocery stores. It's kind of like your local grocery store if you're not from the northeast. In order to push their Javazin product, while they don't live in their RV full-time, I asked them to join me on the podcast today to talk about how to successfully plan and execute a cross-country RV tour to promote a product or business. Thanks for being on the show with me, guys. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, so we got we got connected on kind of a, a crazy way. Uh, earlier this year, I started this podcast, and I was interviewing Adam and Lindsay Newburn, who are amazing, and I haven't got to meet up with them in person yet, but they're just like the sweetest people in the whole world. And tell me how you got connected with them and then therefore got connected with me because I, I love this story. Yeah, so uh, I was in Dubai. I was working as a consultant through a fellowship for the Sheikh's office there. And I was facing coming back to the States. And I really wanted my life when I came back to be kind of somewhat as exciting as it was when I was overseas. So I started looking into like what I could do to like, you know, continue to be, you know, live in an exciting way. And uh, I had been planning on coming back and working with Javazin, which is, you know, fulfilled a little bit of that. But um, I don't know exactly how it came to I think it was, might be because my family had an RV uh, that I started looking into the RV lifestyle. I think I kind of stumbled upon it. And I started listening to this podcast, The RV Entrepreneur. I think it was at 16 episodes when I started. And I listened through all of them in about two days. And uh, so I came back and I was actually at Firefly Festival. It's a big uh, music festival here on the East Coast. Um, 90,000 people. And we were parked in our RV next to Adam and Lindsay. And I didn't necessarily recognize them right away, but I mentioned to them that I had been interested in the RV lifestyle and how cool it was. And they're like, oh, wow, we were, you know, we were on this podcast. And I was like, wait a second, I've heard of that podcast and they had been on episode two. Uh, and theirs was about like planning in the runway up to, to, you know, leading, you know, to transitioning into the life full time. And it was just amazing. It was so serendipitous and spontaneous. It was just, it was a really, really cool experience. And we've actually kept in uh, great touch with them. They've been huge ambassadors for us on the road, uh, you know, sharing Java Zen with lots of people. And uh, we were listening, we were on this Finder Zen tour, and I was listening to the podcast. And uh, you were talking with the guys uh, who are doing the eco-friendly trailers. And I was like, you know, it's worth a shot. I knew that the Newburns knew you. And I figured, you know, if you know, I could get in contact with you, I'd just pitch you for the idea for, you know, entrepreneurs on the road, you know, kind of transitioning into or using the RV lifestyle as a way to get themselves out there. 
And uh, here we are today. So it was just like a really random, you know, from around the world to, to back to the U.S. Uh, and here with you. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? It's Ryan, by the way. And what's what's really even more serendipitous about this is the whole Javasin team had been shooting around the idea of living out of a car and going around and just doing demos at stores. We've seen like a lot of like our like uh, like mentor mentor companies have like really grown just by hustling so hard. So to transition that into an already existing community of hustling entrepreneurs that find a way to make their dreams happen on the road and be location independent um, was just more than we ever dreamed. So we'll, that'll lead into our whole story. Um, but how it really came together was really uh, special. Yeah, I had actually independently, I had put together this proposal. I sent it to our CEO, who's one of my, my closest friends. I was just, you know, I sent it over. I was like, hey, like when I come back, I want to do this trip. And originally it was an entire cross country trip going to like different universities and colleges uh, all across the US, all 50 states. And, you know, I put together like a budget and everything. I sent this over to them. And unbeknownst to me, they'd actually met with a, a venture capitalist who was like, this is what you need to do if you want to, you know, make it big. And his advice was to go and just travel and live out a car. And so it just like these two things kind of met together completely independently. And it worked out. We ended up starting starting to plan and got on the road. Yeah, I love that story. I mean, from a vanity perspective, it makes me feel good that people are listening to my podcast in Dubai. That's really freaking cool. Uh, <laughs> but from the other perspective, I just I, I love the fact that you guys I mean, obviously, uh, the people that I interview on this podcast, 95% uh, of them, they've all been living out of their RV full time. And so that's not you guys. But I, I'm interested in your story because it's uh, somewhat a normal thing for companies and entrepreneurs when they're getting a business off the ground to want to travel across the country and sell face to face with new customers, build those real relationships. And the interesting thing is the more that I've done this podcast, the more that I've seen that how much that is a thing, not just in startup companies where you're selling in grocery stores, but also, you know, if you're a musician, when you're building your initial fan base of fans, you know, traveling across the country, meeting up with them face to face. If you're an author, you're doing the same thing with books. And so it's it's an interesting concept that is a very it's very old school and tactical. You know, people could have traveled across the country and built their fan base for the past 50 years. But most of us think of, you know, like user acquisition and inbound leads and, and funnels and, and, you know, uh you know, content marketing and all of those things are great. But you know, there's still something to be said about going out and meeting with people face to face. It can really push the mark. And it sounds like for you guys, y'all were traveling across the country to Wegman grocery stores. So talk to me kind of about uh, the thought process going into this 30 day tour. You guys just got off the road a few days ago. Was there like four guys in the RV, your parents RV? Um, yeah. So yeah, it was, well, at most, I think it was, we had one day where there was four of us. We started out with our intern who was uh, with us for the summer. He started for the first 10 days and then his family was actually going to Niagara Falls. So they picked him up from the RV in a Walmart parking lot. Uh, that was the first time we met his, his mom and his sister. So that was interesting. And then our CEO came, he took a, a train up and met us. Uh, he was with us for about 10 days. And then uh, our, our product guy, the, the guy who's uh, Aaron, who's in charge of the products. Uh, he came up and visited us for about the last uh, third of the trip. So, there was a little bit of overlap, but for the most part, it was just three of us, which was really, really nice. Like we went to Firefly, we had five in the RV and that was tight. And that was like not traveling. That was just like, you know, parked in one spot. So I'm really for, I think we were really fortunate that we were able to make it work with just three because once you get more than that, it's, uh, it gets a little tight as I'm sure you can imagine. 
Yeah, it's kind of a crash course in getting to know all of the people who are in the company. Because you guys went to college together. Y'all are young in your early 20s. And so it sounds like an adventure to hop on a road trip. I took uh, four of my buddies down to a uh, – we had a bachelor party in Big Bend a few months ago. So it was like five guys in our 33-foot brave. And it was a blast. But it was only two days. So 30 days, I can imagine, things probably get a little stinky. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean <laughs> – the, you know, the five guys, that's exactly what our situation was. And having it, you know, we were in a 35-foot uh, Class A uh, at Winnebago Vista. Um, and, and, yeah, the five people, it was the, you know, when we were at the festival, it was three days. And it was just like, by the end of it, we were like, all right, time to, time to like, you know. Like, let's leave. Let's leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, let, me, uh, let me actually r- yeah. run back to that, uh, to the actual getting ready for the tour. I mean, I just really want to touch on what you said. It is so true. It doesn't matter if you are a passionate author that's trying to uh, put out your biggest book traveling around or you are a musician who just wants to have your song with your vision heard or you're trying to sell the world's healthiest coffee. It's all about building relationships. Um, and this business and what we're doing is absolutely no different. Even if you have, have the greatest product, idea, or vision, sometimes you can't do it all from behind a computer. Sometimes being out on the road, I mean, even at home, every weekend we go out, we set up a little, essentially what we did every single day on this tour was set up a, set up a table inside of uh, Wegmans grocery stores, a demo table, and give out samples. We said our mission, our story, our passion to every person that came by and let them try it. And everyone was just enamored by our samples. And what, what really kind of makes it worth it is when you, when, when someone comes up and says, I drink this all the time, I can't believe that I had the experience to beat you guys. You guys really changed my life. And it happens all the time. I'm sure you understand that, you know, having, you know, Hearing that somebody in Dubai like listen to your podcast, like that feeling you get, I know that you understand it because we uh, we get the same thing when, you know, whenever anybody comes up to us. There were some people who were like, "Oh, I saw this on the shelf. You know, I bought this. I was reading the back of the packaging." And oh, you're you're Ryan. You know, you're Aaron. Oh, that's so cool. It's like great to finally meet you. Um, and there's nothing like it's irreplaceable. You like he was saying, you can't replicate that experience behind a computer screen. And we were like, all right, this is gonna be cool. This is gonna be like a promo event. Like this is gonna be really good for us. And we really quickly realized that. It this was a lot. This is big. like, you know, going to be one of our core things that we're going to have to be doing moving forward, especially with the consumer products. Um, you know, it's I'm I handle the e-commerce and digital marketing and so I'm, you know, the inbound leads and you know the the, you know, all the online marketing stuff that goes along with that. That's really, you know, what I've been working on for the last few months. And, you know, for our product at this point, you know, that's that needs to be there. We need to have, you know, strong, you know, strong, strong branding and everything, but at this point, for us, at least having a product, a physical product, there's nothing that beats getting in front of you know those people and, and meeting them and you know winning winning those hearts and minds, as we like to say, um, and just getting you know sharing sharing it with them in a very personal way. And eventually, it'll you know it'll speak for itself, and people will find us online independently. But right now, we we quickly realize that this is going to be something that's going to be you it know, was, part of it our was culture a lot, for a long time. It was time. a lot bigger than we thought it was, and this is going to be part of our culture forever. Um, so we actually, while we were planning the tour, we're like, okay, we're doing this because we just launched this great grocery store. A fun fact, I actually grew up shopping at Wegmans. Like that was my grocery store. So when we got in there, I was pumped. I love Wegmans. It, it just has, it has a culture to it and people, people swear by it. And I, I do as well, but we wanted to find a way to transition all of our connections, all of our, like 
towards this, funnel it all our energy towards this tour. So we actually reached out to some of our food friend companies, um, some, some of the people that we actually met at this uh, trade, all the trade shows that we go to. And we ended up doing some product trades and sponsorships, and we actually officially got our tour sponsored by... Let's go into this a little bit because I yeah. think that we can transition a little bit better into like more of the trip planning aspect, like when we're yeah. going through like all the other stuff, you know, rather than connecting with customers. Do you want us to talk about that now or should we? Yeah, no. I, so, I mean, just layering on what you said a minute ago, I'm sure there's just a, another level of fulfillment that comes from getting to see the people face to face, like to a certain extent, like. I'm, it's really cool that, that I'm seeing you guys make this happen. And I just met up with a company out in the Bay Area called Outdoorsy. They do peer-to-peer RV rentals. And their CEO wasn't in the office because he's out meeting customers face-to-face. Um, you know, the small mom-and-pop rental, rental shops who have like a fleet of 10 RVs or something. Like he's traveling across the country to meet them. So it's cool because everything you see online right now is about how to optimize everything you just said. All the online marketing mumbo-jumbo. Um but a lot of old school tactics are still really working and I'm sure it's motivating for you guys. But yeah, let's talk about the tour. So um, a lot of people are interested in trying to plan a tour or potentially this could be a value for people who are interested in just kind of taking a trial in the RV life. So what all went into the tour? What were some of y'all's goals from going to meet up with Wegmans? Y'all got your product and a few of their, in the, I think like 30 of their stores or more of the, more of their stores than that. Uh, and so what was kind of the hope and how did you guys execute on this? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take that one. So this, this this essentially was our launch with Wegmans. Um, so we launched um, early, uh, like like mid mid two thousand and sixteen, and we're like, okay, so we have what twelve stores around us, but they are all across the Northeast. So we're based out of College Park, Maryland. Uh, it's where we all met at. Uh, we met in the University um, of Maryland Entrepreneurship Program. So we only have a certain reach. So this was our way to extend expand and support the launch. So the goal of this was to meet every store that were sold in in the Northeast for, for Wegmans, um, meet customers, create people, create fans, and create reoccurring fans, so people that will come back after they've met us, purchase our product, and become our Java Zen fan base. So how we ended up doing this, we actually ended up getting a marketing intern from a marketing firm in Baltimore called GKV. Um, about four or five weeks prior to it, we would spend every Friday going up there. Um, it started with making the route. Um, there was a lot. I'm not going to lie. There was a lot of planning that went into it. So just just saying the task before we had to leave, we had to make sure that every single store ordered product from our distributor. We had EJ had to go prepare the RV, um, get everything going. We had to find places to sleep for 30 days. So whether it was camping um, staying overnight at um, uh, places, boondocking. Um, we also had to set up meetings with individual buyers. Once we were on site as well, we had to do more planning. I had to set up meetings with individual buyers of the stores because Wegmans has the potential to be one of our greatest stores. And I, per- I personally just love, love, the, love the culture um, that we wanted to really make it work. So, yeah. And was a... Uh... And part of the goal of the tour was to kind of increase y'all's relationship with Wegmans, right? Like to to make sure that you guys are getting face to face time with either store managers or uh, people exactly. that can help push y'all's product on a day to day level. Exactly, really meeting our champions that we're going to be there on a day to day basis was really great. Um, one of he was touching on, you know, finding the places to sleep. I don't know. This probably would be really useful for y'all's uh, or for your uh, 
your client, your uh, listeners, but we actually use a service called Harvest Hosts. Yeah. Um, have you heard of them or do you use them? Yeah, they so were, we, we've never used Harvest Hosts, but we've heard a lot of good things about them. We stayed at Harvest Hosts probably like five or five or ten times, and every experience was incredible. And awesome, you know, it was so for the listeners that don't know, Harvest Host is basically, it's a membership program. It's like $40 a year. Uh, and for that fee, you get access to a network of like 2000, like wineries, farms, uh, breweries, vineyards, like any, basically anything that's got like a lot of land, a lot of open space, you know, related to their business. And basically you call ahead and they let you park your RV, you know, on their property. There's no guaranteed hookups or anything, but a lot of them, you know, if you're nice to them and friendly, you know, they'll let you plug in um and the only thing they ask in return is that you you know buy a bottle of wine so basically for for a few of our stops you know our our nightly fee was a, a bottle of wine that then we just went back and enjoyed while we put some nintendo 64 or something in the rv <laughs> but it was it was just really really great so that was nice you guys um, brought a nintendo 64 along so. oh of course so i actually hard so that we had a tv in the front i hardwired the nintendo into the back and i actually bought some controller extenders like we we had a great time you need to actually played a few games throughout the entire trip and like beat them so yeah. mario kart yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, double uh, seven. wait double seven wasn't on the and oh was it oh yeah Golden yeah Golden we didn't have it. the original yeah. yeah we played a lot of smash and we <laughs> super we had a lot of super smash bros that was like a classic growing up we actually right. had a problem with the cartridge where it didn't actually save every day so every time we played it we had to beat the game if we wanted to play with the characters every time we turned on the next <laughs> thing so that's we got pretty good it that was, was like big... our go-to game in college was playing Super Smash Bros. on the GameCube. It was like literally the uh, only value of the GameCube anymore. No one uses the GameCube, but we played yeah. Super Smash on it all the time. It was awesome. Smash on the GameCube will and always will be a uh, just like the pinnacle of like yeah. Nintendo. But uh, everyone knows it. <laughs> it was good. So yeah, meeting you know that was you know that was really great. Having Harvest Host as a resource was incredible. And then you know basically moving up like to continue with what we were saying about planning. Like one of the things that Ryan was really in charge of. Is, he was mentioning this before was the, the sponsors and I'll let him talk about that because that was one of the things we wanted to talk about a little bit about, you know, to give us some advice. If there's entrepreneurs listening who want to extend their business using a method like this, there's some tips and stuff that we have um, that we could, you know, kind of outlay how we did this on the very, you know, on a budget basis because we didn't have a huge budget. We're not, we're not venture funded. We're all self-funded. So, you know, basically doing what doing the most with what we have access to is really what we're all about. So yeah, let's um, hear it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So I'll start out with the RV part. So we basically, uh, my parents had an RV and, uh, we didn't get it for free. So we're not, you know, we're not just mooching off the parents. We, uh, we actually rented it from them, but it's, uh, you know, we looked online at the rental RV costs and it, it was, you know, pretty exorbitant. So, um, we actually were able to pay, you know, for basically it was like a thousand bucks. We rented it for the month. And so that was like our biggest single, ex- uh, single expense. Um, but that wasn't too bad. And then, Gas, this was a really fortunate time to travel because gas was super cheap. And then we did Harvest Host and Boondock a lot. But one of the key parts, obviously, when you're on the road, food and cooking is a huge part. So I'm going to let Ryan talk a little bit about what we did for that because it was really ingenious and really was incredible <laughs> and helped the trip a lot. You yeah, guys so- just lived off of Java's end for 30 days alone. Oh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> just I, I, wired I just, all the time. Eventually that you could do that off Like a Soylent Java's end. Oh, my God. <laughs> But what we did was, so now essentially being in the food industry just shy of three years, we've made a lot of connections to people, other young entrepreneurs, other local friends, other friends from across the country that have the same mission with us, but just in a different product format. So we ended up, I ended up calling and connecting with six of um, my great uh, food friend companies 
And we ended up doing uh, sponsorships, product trades for most of these companies are actually sold in Wegmans as well. So every store that we went in, I would, you know, just kind of check, make sure their shelf was stocked. Um, in return, they would give us um, products. So our six sponsors were Bonza Pasta. It's a chick, it's a pasta made out of chickpeas. It was great. It actually has um, um, double the protein and like four times the fiber. It's really awesome. It was like most of our dinners, most nights. Uh, for our snacks, we had Frugies. It's a uh, fruit and vegetable organic squeeze um, pouch. Um, that was pretty much like our go-to, like on-the-go snack. For our mornings, we had amazing grass protein superfood. It's a, um, a very, very nutrient-dense um, powder blend for like our shakes in the morning. We had Be More Organic, which is a skier smoothies. We would mix that with uh, our favorite uh, Michelle's granola. They're based out of Baltimore. It's like my favorite granola. And what skier is? Skier is basically like a drinkable yogurt. So it's from Iceland. It's really interesting. It's kind of yeah. like a Greek yogurt, but it's a little bit more drinkable. Um, so that was, we kind of made parfaits with the granola. Yeah, it was really cool. And uh, to top it all off, um, we, our last sponsor was Wild Kombucha, which is kombucha is fermented tea. So being in this natural products industry, we get access to a lot of fun friends who have fun things. And all of these uh, products are actually, most of them are actually sold at Wegmans. And so we ended up giving uh, social media shout outs. We were doing like Facebook live videos. And uh, we, I just, I am just so appreciative to have these people in my network of friends and, and that I could be able to call on them and I could give them some Java Zen in return because I have all the Java Zen in the world, but sometimes I can't eat Java Zen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to hard to subsist on Java Zen. So having that little bit of variety was so wonderful. And we still have Bonza. We still have like some Bonza. I still make Bonza every night. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's, you, can, you know it's a good product when after 30 days we can, we're not you know completely sick of it. So. Oh, yeah, no, that's awesome. So you guys were able to cut. I mean, because to rent an RV for a month, uh, I I talk to most people if they're going to rent an RV for like a month or two, it's almost cheaper to just buy a, a, a old used one and then just sell it when you're done because it's it's pretty expensive to to go out and rent an RV for any time more than like a week or so. I mean, it just gets really adds up quick. So you guys were able to cut a lot through. Just getting it for a thousand bucks and then staying on Harvest Host, getting your friends to sponsor you uh, via food. That's brilliant. Um, so, what did you guys actually spend like cost wise? Have you all like already crunched all the numbers from the whole road trip uh, as far as like even being in the Northeast? Also, you're probably pretty efficient because there's not a lot of space that you have to drive. So, gas wise, I don't assume you had to spend too much. Yeah, we did about 3,000 miles altogether. Um, and I don't know how much mileage are the RV gets. I always estimate about 10 uh, miles per gallon. I, it could be more, it could be less. I, I honestly don't really know. Um, I just guesstimate. But um, so we probably spent six or $700 on gas, I'd say. Um, you know, probably not too much more than that. Under 1000 for sure. Uh, 1200 for the RV rental from my parents. And then aside from that, we, we mostly took care of our own food. Like either we were making bonza. It was also really convenient that we were going to Wegmans. We didn't, or we didn't get any fast food or any like pre-made meals pretty much the entire time because we were always in a grocery store. So like, every, single day. <laughs> every single day we were in a grocery store. We went to 38 Wegmans in 30 days. Like sometimes we were, wow. you know, I would drop off Ron. And I would drive the RV to another Wegmans and I would demo there. We would just have two demos going on the same days of, you know, a bunch of the days. Um, we took three days off, uh, in total. So those other, those other days we were, we were just hustling every day. And so the big, yeah, the gas, the rental, those were the two big ones. And I think that's pretty much it. We got, you know, we got uh, AAA in case anything happened. We got the easy pass. So we could, you know, that wouldn't slow us down. So those were like minor though. Fun fact, so RV AAA does not kick in until seven days after. Luckily we didn't have to use it, but <laughs> yeah. if you are going to get that, 
Just note, it's like a safety precaution for that. Yeah, it's like a, I forget what it's called, but insurance, it's like, yeah, it, seven day waiting period. So just, uh, we actually got it on the first day and we were counting down and we're like, all right, fingers crossed, no breakdowns for the first week of the trip <laughs> because, uh, you know, coverage until then. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's funny. So something that is kind of a struggle for a lot of people who are on the road traveling full time. And, and I know I faced this when we did our hourly America tour and just it's kind of a daily grind battle, I guess you could say, is some days I'm driving the RV for like exorbitant amounts of time and I've got meetings in the new place I'm going to. Like I we had a meeting in L.A. yesterday and the day before I drove seven hours. And so it's like, just like trying to figure out that balance between getting work done while you're traveling and also doing having meetings or whatever, driving the RV, fixing stuff, you know, there's all these different logistics and sometimes it can be difficult. So you guys going from probably working in an office to actually being out on the road for 30 days, meeting up with all these businesses in person and that's work. But I'm sure you also had things on top of that. Did you guys struggle a little bit or did you try to like push a lot of work to other people on y'all's team who weren't there or so? How did y'all kind of figure that component out? So it was a little bit of a combination of both. Um, and, and so fortunately, unlike some of the, the food brands that have started, you know, they just live in their car. We actually have, most of those have been just one person. We actually have four, as we've said. So having that, you know, being able to delegate stuff to other people is really great. Like for the first part of our trip, our CEO and our uh, head of product, Aaron and Eric, or sorry, uh, yeah, yeah, Aaron and Eric, they were still home. So they were still doing demos. Like Eric was holding down the fort, you know, keeping all the administrative stuff done. So that was, that was nice. One thing that I did have trouble with, you know, and you're absolutely right, there is that balance is managing you know, the online store and all the digital marketing stuff, we were writing a blog and then on top of, you know, managing everything else, making sure that we're posting on Twitter and posting on uh, Facebook, the trip gave me a great source of, of media and content, but then like finding the time to edit that stuff down and schedule it, uh, you know, most of the time, if we only had one demo during the day, uh, Eric, or sorry, uh, Ryan and our intern would go demo and I would post up in the cafe using uh, Wegman's Wi-Fi and I would get some work done. But it, it definitely was a little bit of a, a you know a struggle in that you know also at the end of the day you know once you've been on your feet for you know six to eight hours you know and been driving because I was the only one who drove uh, not that you need anything special to drive I just had some experience and you know I didn't want to stress anyone else by having them drive I don't want to mess up the RV too yeah <laughs> it was just like you know it was a lot you know, we drive in the morning and we demo all day and we get back to our campsite wherever we were whether it was camping or boondocking or what and. Uh, It'd just be exhausting to then be like, all right, now I gotta, you know, write the blog. So um, the the work balance, I'd say, just getting in a routine. I used a lot of uh, scheduling apps uh, like Buffer. Uh, I think uh, we use Hootsuite, not Buffer. But um, you know, scheduling posts. Our our website's done through Shopify, which has some nice like the blogging tools have a good, uh, you know, have good scheduling things. So just scheduling stuff and getting stuff done in blocks of time was the best. Um, fortunately, around. Ryan and the other guys, since they weren't driving, they could still get work done like while we were traveling, which was typically between like a half hour to an hour and a half in the morning. Yeah. And then in the we afternoon. had an awesome MiFi hotspot too. Oh so. yeah, well it was a it was a Your Karma. Yeah, Your Karma runs. I don't know if you've you've heard of them or used them, but it's a small website. Um, and then they have a hotspot that we bought. We didn't even use like all of it. I think we only used about 30 gigs the entire trip. But we bought 50 gigs for $150, and uh, we had this little hotspot that traveled with us everywhere, and it was perfect. Like, uh, no problems at all. We could stream. We could do whatever we needed. Multiple people. And yeah, five, three people at a time. Like, yeah, 50, that was really 50 gigs for 150 bucks is, is a really good deal. So you just prepay. It's just prepaid data. So yeah, they do. They have two different services. They have like a. They have one that's like a monthly recurring. So 
uh, they have a special going on right now. It's like 25 plus 25. So it's like 100. Typically, I think it's 25, 150 for 25 gigs. But for the special they have running right now, they bumped up to 50 gigs. Um, and so, but then they also have one that's just like refuel. I think they call it refuel where you just buy like 50 gigs and that just, or however many gigs and that lasts you however long it lasts. Um, so I think that that one doesn't have as the high limits. It's like the, the rechargeable one is the one that has, uh, the month to month one is the one that has the high ones, but, um, great service. It's yourcomer.com If anyone you know is looking for that as an option, there were no like contracts that like you can cancel anytime. And it was really user friendly. Um, so we didn't even, we, I don't remember whether we even looked into Verizon, but basically Eric's brother actually had this. And so we didn't even need to, we just got it from him and then charged it up and we're ready to go. It took 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I'll post I'll post a link to to them in the show notes. So I have a couple more questions for you guys. One, uh, going back sure. to the actual tour, is do you guys like you feel like this was a successful tour? And what do you feel like were some of the the results that you guys got out of this tour? Um, and were you hoping for more? Or talk to me about kind of the results that you guys got. Awesome. Sorry about that. This it's just less furnished, but I think the 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 signal should be a bunch better in here. Yeah, so we had a we had to relocate because I didn't realize this but their office is actually a on-site trailer and so they weren't getting good reception in the trailer so they had to move. So anyway, we we're talking about the tour. So what so what were some of the the benefits that came from this tour? What would you guys consider it a success? You know, talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. I I would say it was definitely a success. Huge so, success. Right before we actually hopped on, I got an email from our distributor he said, um, I was just reading through it and said, hey, I just put together a package for you guys like of numbers uh, five weeks before and uh, the four or five weeks while you guys were on tour. And it says that this was a huge hit. Like this, this was amazing. Like it increased like tremendously the amount of people that you were able to reach, the amount of uh, product that you were able to move. And it has, um, it actually um, triggered another large order for us. And what, what, another thing that this really taught us in terms of like our business was we used to really just go out on the weekend because we thought, you know, that's when like could hit the most amount of people at the store, but we can go out every single day, set up a table somewhere where that, that, that sells our product and meet a customer because really the lifetime value of someone that understands us, understands our brand and knows that how we're trying to change the world by making their morning or afternoon coffee a little bit healthier it's just it's it's beyond me how much like that just one, one interaction can change someone's life on a bigger level also we realized we really learned that you know other, other than the weekends who's in the grocery store during the week it's the the moms and the you know the, the housewives and the the even the the minister moms and everything they're they're always shopping during the week you know when the kids are at school so when we had been on the weekends we just go on the weekends because we assumed you know that's when people are free and, and we really took a step back and realized that this opens up a whole you know wide capacity for us to reach people if we go during the week because it's not dead you know these stores are you know packed so um just like kind of questioning some of the assumptions that we make it was a, we had a similar realization we, we used to you know specifically target tons of coffee and tea shows and we still do but we realized that some of like the tangential uh events like fitness shows are places where we do very well because at a coffee show and this is just some like entrepreneurial advice you know, for people with products like at, at coffee and tea shows, the people we meet are going to have like their favorite coffee. Like they're already going to be attached to something because they're, you know, they're, they're very, you know, they distinguish and, you know, they, they know what they, they like. 
So, you know, it's good to sell to those people because, you know, if you like them, you know, if they, if they like it, they'll be a huge champion. But at the same time, you know, they can be a little bit more, um, you know, questioning in a way. And where we, whereas, you know, if we go to a fitness show, these people, you know, they're into fitness, they love what we're doing, but they, you know, they haven't really thought about coffee as part of their overall, you know, fitness picture. And so we introduce that to them. They become, you know, a huge part. And that was just like, it's just these little assumptions where we assume, you know, coffee and tea show, we're a coffee and tea company, we should be there, we'll find the best customers there. And uh, it's not necessarily, you know, it's a good place to be, but it's not necessarily, you know, the only place we need to be. Sticking out is a huge thing too. Just for example, like at yeah. these coffee and tea festivals, the busiest booth is the wine booth. Because there's only one wine booth at the coffee and tea festival. Right, exactly. That's like a very distinct <laughs> like, way to, to very, yeah. So, so you guys should go to like you, know, go, to, you go like a, a dog food show, and then you guys are only coffee. No, I don't know. But you guys are trying to like differentiate yourself from coffee and tea. You guys, Javazin is like coffee infused with tea and superfood. So talk to me a little bit about the actual product. Yeah. So Javazin itself, we've been kind of dancing around this. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of products that sold in grocery stores, but the way that we differentiate ourselves is Javazin is the the healthiest organic ground coffee, but we make it better by taking it a step further. We mix it with the healthiest ingredients in the world. So teas, superfoods, herbs, spices, all blended together with our coffee. So all you have to do is open up our bag, put it right in your coffee maker, French press, tea bag, however you brew coffee, and you end up getting a more sustained, balanced energy as an end result. So we have blends that do different things for you. So we have four blends right now, Boost, Balance, Relax, and our seasonal um, pumpkin spice. Gotta hit the pumpkin spice. Gotta hit the pumpkin spice. <laughs> so for example, like our, our balance blend is our, our most popular one. That's what got me hooked in this company. Uh, it's uh, Peruvian, Peruvian organic coffee with, it's a light roast with uh, cacao from Bali and green matcha green tea straight from Japan. And we also add some cinnamon and vanilla uh, you know, in there as well to balance out the taste, but it's got like just like the most complex, very smooth, chocolatey flavor. But the, the the real benefit is that when you drink it, you know, it, it's very smooth. It tastes great. You get the energy from the caffeine, but the way that the tea uh, interacts with your body, there's a compound called L-theanine that helps your body break down caffeine. You're never going to get that stressed out or jittery feeling that you might associate with regular coffee. You just get a very clear, crisp alertness and focus. Um, and so it just it physically makes you feel different than regular coffee in a very good way. And, and you know, if you look on our, our Amazon page, has like 200 five star reviews. I think we're sitting at a 5.0 right now. Yeah, and nice. every review is just like, oh my god! Like, you know, not only was this delicious, it made me feel really great. And that's what we go for. We're not, you know, I always love seeing that because there are some people, you know, who are like kind of the more the doubters. They come up to us, they're like, oh, does it really make you feel different than regular coffee? And I'm like, well, yeah. Try it does. It. Like, walk around, come back. If you don't like it, then you'll never have to see me again. But <laughs> I, I need you to give this shot. Yeah. I mean, that's how we got EJ. I mean, we used to, when we started this company, now we're in printed nice bags. It's on the shelf. It looks oh, like yeah. any any product out there. Like, it's nice. But, but we, it started out with gold stock foil bags, and I put every sticker on the front and back, and that's how we got EJ. Yeah. I would give him these these, these balance bags with, with the stickers on them. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, dude, it's yours. Thanks for helping us out. Here's more. Yeah, Here's more. Paid. Here's the more. first, like, two years when I was in school, <laughs> like, I'd be working, you know, I'd work with them kind of unofficially. I'd go to trade shows. I would hawk the job as an all day, and then I'd just get a bunch of bags for yeah. me to cook. we just give everyone some coffee at the end. And, like, dude, you guys, thanks for keeping it. That's really how I ended up working for this company, because when I was in Dubai, I was like, what do I want to do? Do I want to go the corporate route? Do I want to, like, sit in the office and wear a tie and there's nothing wrong with that i love wearing a suit and i love you know oh, the we, high look, we look good in suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I crush the suit look but i 
I realized that, you know, when I was working unofficially just for coffee, I can stand around for 10 hours. I never for a minute felt like it was work. I never felt like, damn, I'm really, you know, missing out on getting paid for this. Like, I loved it. It, you know, I wasn't you know necessarily making a wage for it, and I always you know I meet a lot of entrepreneurs. I meet you know tons of you know you know fairly successful people, and they're always saying you know do what you love, like do what makes you you know what fulfills you, and what doesn't necessarily feel like work. And it, it just kind of was like a like a you know how many times like a light bulb moment, like a light bulb that we pitched at the grocery store. How many times? Two hundred times. Like a day, like a day, two hundred times a day, and even on that that last day. Like this is by far not the first time I've done this. Like I've been doing, I've been doing this every day for like two, three years almost. Yeah. It never gets old. It See, never gets seeing old. someone's eyes light up is when like, they get it mm-hmm. of what you're doing. It's like we are the missionaries of energy. It's yeah. Nuts. And so I was just like, you know what? This is like what people are talking about when they're like, say, do what you love. Like this is amazing. I never, you know, we just went 30 days. We had three days off the entire 30 days. And I could go, I could still do another 30 days and not, you know, I'm like getting great about it. I'm like bored being home and not being bored and not getting in front of people. I'm super excited for these next like 12 hour days that we have coming up because I get to meet people and share what we created with them. So I, you know, speaking about myself coming to the company, like I'm just very fortunate to to be a part of the team and I, you know, I couldn't be happier. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I I know I personally struggle with the whole uh, anxiety after coffee, so I'm going to have to hit up Javazin and, and give it a try. Anyway, thank you guys so much for jumping on the podcast with me today. It's been really cool to hear about y'all's tour. Glad it went off without a hitch. Nothing crazy happened in the RV, nothing too crazy at least. Uh, and so where can people learn more about Javazin? Yeah, they can go to uh, drinkjavazin.com. Uh, that's where we're found. And then on, on social media, we're all over social media at, at Javazin on, on all the different handles. Uh, and if you Google Javazin, we'll, we'll pop right up. Amazon, uh, you know, our website or two places you can buy it. We're in Wegmans. If you're out west, we're in the chain Natural Grocers down south uh, in Texas. In that area, we're in H-E-B. Uh, in the D.C. area, we're in Whole Foods. Uh, we're, we're in over 200 stores, so we have a store finder on the website if you want to see where your nearest store is or if you want to pick it up from the website. We have a subscription service. Yeah, or if you, if you order from our website and you mention this podcast in the notes, we will make sure to write you a little handwritten note Yeah, so we really appreciate it. What should it. the code be? The code is RV, RV Life. Do the code RV Life, and we'll include that in the notes, but include RV Life, and we'll get you uh, 15% off. Um so that's awesome. as spontaneous. Yeah, we literally <laughs> just made that up. Right now. <laughs> no, I I'm going to go on the website and that's the, uh, yeah, type in RV Life and get 50, 15% off. Awesome, guys. Well, yeah. thank you all again. Uh, and I can't wait to try it. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for allowing us to come on your podcast. This is like an incredible moment. I, you know, I really appreciate it. And I'm sure the rest of the team, you know, they, they really appreciate it too. And they're going to be course, so stoked to hear it. And, uh, you know, just from the bottom of our hearts, you know, this is this is incredible. And we really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you so much, Eve. All right. Bye, guys. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. To grab the show notes from this episode, head on over to heathandalyssa.com forward slash episode 32. That's episode spelled out and then number 32. Uh, by the way, I recently realized that after we merged our websites together that had broken all of the pretty links, the the short links that I just gave you where you could type an episode. So if you've tried to go to heathandalyssa.com forward slash episode whatever and it didn't work, it's now fixed. So if you want to grab the coupon EJ and Ryan mentioned uh, for on RV Life for Java 
JavaZen to get your 15% discount on JavaZen, head on over there to do that. And since recording this episode with EJ and Ryan, they've actually shipped me some JavaZen coffee and I've been sipping on it all week, uh, which has been really cool because I struggle with drinking coffee in the morning and then getting the shakes or getting stressed. Uh, and so I've had three cups of JavaZen pretty much each day. I'm not sure how many I'm supposed to have, but I, I haven't had any of the jitters or hardcore crashes and it tastes really good. Uh, and so I'm already pretty much hooked on this stuff. So if you want to check it out, it's it's really good. I recommend it. The pumpkin spice flavor was awesome. And I'm sure that's a seasonal thing. So if you want to hit up JavaZen, go to the website and grab the link or just type in JavaZen. You can go directly to their website and check those guys out. Uh, on the next episode of the RV Entrepreneur, I'm sitting down with a big time blogger named Michelle from makingsenseofsense.com. Michelle has been full-time RVing for over a year and her blog is currently producing over six figures a month. It's been massively successful, and she shares a lot of great information on how to get started blogging. And uh, coming on the podcast is coming on my podcast is actually the first podcast interview she's ever done. Uh, so you don't want to miss it. It's a great episode. I'll see you guys next week on the RV Entrepreneur Podcast. Okay.